What's up, everyone? This is the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Sucardi. It is March 6th, 2023. Happy to be here. It is the worm moon. The worm moon. And it is, it's a full moon. So every month has their full moon. And the March full moon is today and tonight and to tomorrow. And it's the worm moon. And it's the worm moon because things are, are starting to thaw. And the worms are out. So the earth is getting a little bit uh, a little bit warmer. So therefore the earthworms are, are going to be about. Which is pretty cool. Um, it's pretty neat how like every month has their own like moon and like name of it. And March gets the worm. The worm motherfucking moon. Um, happy to be here. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, but I'm here. I'm queer. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not queer. <laughs> There's a great Simpsons where they're like, they're talking about, um, I don't know, it was some like protest thing. And Homer starts going into the <laughs> speech of his and He's like, we're here. We're queer. And something, something, something. I forget what it was for, but it was just so funny. Um, man, Simpsons, I swear, like from like season three to season 12, some genius shit there. Some genius shit. Um, you may have noticed the song to open the podcast is different. I used to have my friend's band, Uncle Skunk, and the song called Billy. And then, um, I reached out to, um, to this band called the Royal Arctic Institute. So check this out. I got, um, this tape subscription from this label called Already Dead Tapes. It's really cool. They send you tapes every month. You pay like a hundred something bucks, and then they get your T-shirts, stickers. They send you all these kinds of tapes uh, every month. They give you like at least two tapes, and uh, it's a great way to hear new music. And my initial um, like start to it, they sent me the Royal Arctic Institute, and um, it's excellent. It's instrumental. It's um, very like relaxing but it's also like a good like morning kind of album um it reminds me a little bit of this band red sparrows a lot of like pretty guitar sounds really subtle drums um a very like a very cerebral album i have to say um and i reached out to them and they were kind enough to let me use their music for the intro outro for this podcast so shout out to them um, and check it out. The uh, the song that you just heard is called K-Style Circuits. It's from their album From Coma to Catharsis. It's about maybe like four or five songs on it, but it's excellent all the way through. It is excellent. Really cool, like, um, like album art too. Uh, I strongly recommend it. And again, I got it from Already Dead Tapes, which is a, a subscription cassette tape. Um, it's really cool. Just such a cool idea. Um yeah, so I'm going to add that to the True Blue playlist. And I'm also uh, going to add, so I have a, an outro song called Passover Buckets I'm going to add to the True Blue playlist. Equally as amazing, really like just chill. And it's a good like uh, study, meditation. You know, if you're looking to journal, you're looking to just go to a park and be outside, it really complements that, I have to say. Um, and again, I'm really excited that they were kind enough to let me use it. 
for my podcast. So um, kind of going to do a little backwards. That's the True Blue playlist. I'm going to add those, those songs. I'll be sharing them on my Instagram, which is True Blue Podcast. So keep an eye out for that. So we're going to get into since we last spoke. I'm going to just catch you up. We'll do um, we'll do the uh, self care. We'll uh, I'm not going to read poetry. I'm actually going to talk about this book called The Lover's Dictionary that I finished reading recently and was given to me by my friend Joan. Shout out to her. Um, but let's get into since we last spoke and see what's been cooking. What's been cooking, 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 cooking. Here we go. All right, so about a week or two, about a week ago, my sweet baby Lulu, uh, my small poodle dog, she had a seizure. I was working from home that day. Thank God, because honestly, I haven't been working from home in months, in months and months and months. This is like one of the first times, and she had a fucking seizure, and it was scary as fuck. I do not recommend it. It is fucking scary, fucking A. Um... I rushed her to the hospital. Um, I had my hazards on the whole time, and I, I just like was driving in and out. Minus, I didn't run any red lights. Honestly, God was on my side. I didn't hit any red lights. Maybe one. Um, and I took her to this hospital in Algodonas, which is like a town, like maybe like twenty miles, maybe fifteen miles uh, north of where I live. I rushed her in. They got her, like, chilling. Um, they had her overnight. They did blood work, ran some tests, and they believe it's something in her brain. So I'm going to a neurologist. Uh, you may hear her snoring in the background. Uh, since uh, the, So they had her overnight, and um, since I've had her home, she's been doing all right. Pretty much same old Lulu. Um, I, I have to give her, like, a couple different medications during, like, the like day and in the evening. And um, she's a little disoriented, but mostly she's still herself. But I tell you, I am so fucking grateful for the time I have with my, with my dog, Lulu. Like, so grateful. It was fucking scary. She was, like, making this really weird, like, kind of, like, growl sound on the way there. It was really uh, unnerving and just, like, scary. I love my dog so fucking much. I'm sure if you guys have dogs... You fucking love them too, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I'm just so grateful. I reached out to like so many friends, and like by like the time I like got home from dropping her off, I had like 30 text messages. All my friends reaching out to me, my family saying, you know, is she okay? Sending love and prayers. That was a beautiful thing. You know, I mean, dogs and people in our families our kids like people who have kids like all this shit like it brings people together you know i can only speak because i don't have kids i just have my sweet baby lulu um that she's just so special and everyone knows how much i love her and it, it just was a uh, really heartwarming that everyone reached out so thank you for everyone who had reached out to me um, I love her so much. She's taught me so much about love, unconditional love, patience. Um, and I'm just so fucking grateful. So thank you, everybody. Um, I've noticed on Instagram when people like post tons of photos, they call it a photo dump. Terrible wording. T 
terrible wording. I'm sorry, maybe I'm immature, but dump? Not good. Photo dump. Ugh, mostly is a dump. I don't give a fuck about your 5,000 photos. Fuck off. Photo dump. Fuck off. For real. Speaking of dumping, shitting in public is just torture. Especially shitting next to somebody. Oh, my God. Like, they literally should have, like, like a heavy metal band playing in every bathroom. Because to hear someone shitting is just like, oh, God, it's torture to me. I fucking hate it. Shitting in public is just terrible. It's fucking terrible. Um, so I went to the gym recently, and I'm swimming, doing my thing. And this girl just gets in my lane. Yeah, just, just gets in my lane, whatever. Doesn't uh, ask, doesn't point. Usually, like, what you can do is you're swimming, right? And you're on the other end of the of the pool. Someone wants to use your lane or, like, you know, share it. They'll point to the side that they want, and you just say, sure. Just communicate a little bit. You know, we don't have to fucking, we don't have to exchange names and shit. This girl just got my fucking lane. I couldn't fucking believe it. I swear to you, the etiquette at the gym in the pool area is, like, it's a free-for-all. It is a motherfucking free-for-all. I've had more confrontation in the in the in the wet area, in the in the pool, in the hot tubs and shit and the saunas than I have anywhere on the floor. She just got in. Whatever. And luckily for her, I was fucking finished. But I swear I was kind of pissed off because I thought, what the fuck? And she kinda had this weird unibrow vibe, so I thought, alright, maybe she's a little wackadoo. And she was. Her fucking boyfriend was there and he was this like long haired, like weirdo. And he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't want to share a lane with this girl. <laughs> he just. She. She was fucking. He. He fucking dumped her. There you go. Dumped in my lane. It's just sort of funny. I mean, what the fuck? You know, I don't own the lane. It's not Zach's lane. But what the fuck? You know, I could be a brand new swimmer, which I was about ten years ago. And when I used to um, go to the gym when I was a brand new swimmer, I didn't like to share at all because I didn't really have any rhythm. You know, I was learning. I was sort of like all over the place. And if I had to share a lane, it was a little intimidating because, you know, I'm trying to just learn my shit. And I've kind of carried that throughout. And just, you know, just ask. I can share no problem. And whatever. Like, really, whatever. But still, have some fucking etiquette. These wackos. Uh, what else I got here? Um, let's, I'm going to hit you with a quick gratitude list. Three things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful... For my sweet baby Lulu. I love her. I love her so fucking much. I'm grateful for... um, I've been reading a lot lately. I've read like four books in like the last like three weeks. I'm like a reading machine. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, So I'm grateful for that. And then I'm also... Let's see. The last thing I'm grateful for... My Adidas book bag. I bought this book bag in like 2001 and uh, I've had it since and it's in great shape. It looks fucking brand new and I take it with me everywhere and I have all like my books and shit and my, my journal and all my fucking work and shit. It's, it's pretty rad. So those are the three things I'm grateful for. Consider starting a gratitude list. It's uh, it really helps retrain your brain and give you some positive hardcore. Some positive hardcore. When you hear me say positive hardcore, there's a genre of music called hardcore punk, and there's a a, a, a subgenre, I guess, of it called uh, it's positive hardcore, and it's uh like all positive lyrics and shit. So uh, it's dubbed positive hardcore. So there, there you have it. Um, 
Oh, yeah, when I was in the fucking pool, like, afterwards, after that girl stole my lane, or, you know, jumped in the lane, I got out, I go in the hot tub, and this woman goes, you have beautiful hair. And mind you, I'm bald, but I have a fucking beard. And she was, like, you know, showing some love to my to my red hair, and I thought, oh, fuck yeah, hell yeah. So it was just funny how it kind of, like, you know, went from, like, this girl, like, with the unibrow jumping into my lane, and then this, this, uh... This woman saying I have beautiful hair, so oh, that's pretty nice. Felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. Um, so I went to this restaurant here. It's not really a restaurant, but it's a it's a pizza place called Dion's, and they have uh, during Lent, which I'm Catholic, they have tuna, and the tuna is really fucking good. I wish they had it year round. So I'm eating my tuna, and I keep hearing dice hitting the table. And let me tell you, it's fucking annoying, especially after like a half hour of hearing dice hit a table. It was driving me kind of nuts. Not really, but I was just like, what the fuck? And I kept looking over, and I just saw all these like older people. I'm like, well, who's playing games? Who's playing dice? Like, or a game with dice? It turns out there was this like these three old people, older people. They were like, probably 65 plus. And they were playing some fucking game. I thought it was pretty cool. I was expecting kids and shit, but no, nah, they were just doing it up. But still, hearing dice hit the table, man, that's fucking annoying. Way motherfucking annoying. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Let's see, what else have I been up to? My birthday's this month. Shout out to me. <laughs> There's a ton of fucking birthdays this month. In fact, today, March 6th, is my friend John Costantino's birthday. God rest his soul in heaven. He passed away in 2011. I love this guy. Great fucking friend. Let me tell you a little bit about John. I met John at Garden State Plaza Mall in like 1997. He was a total punk rocker. You know, he was into all the crust punk, doom, subhumans, um, dead Kennedys, casualties. Uh, he had the punk look. He was a great guy. Fun as fuck. Funny as fuck, too. Fun and funny. Those are those are two wins. Uh, and uh, we became friends. He lived in a town in New Jersey called Northvale. Uh, I remember one time, excuse me, I biked to his house, which was like, I don't know, like 20 miles maybe. It was a long-ass bike, bike ride for like a 15-year-old. And his parents were so blown away that I biked all the way there. Um, And just a great fucking friend. We stayed friends, uh, you know, high school and college. Um, He was really good with cars. He would help me with my vehicle. I remember one time he, uh, in New Jersey, it's torture in the summer. It's so hot. Literally torture. Uh, And he fixed my air conditioning. And, I mean, you know, if, if you live anywhere where it's hot, especially where it's humid, Air conditioning is like, oh, man. So when he fixed it, it was just such a huge, like, huge favor. And he did, he did it free. He didn't charge me anything. Uh, he would come to your aid at, at you know, a drop of a hat. Come right over. I remember one time I had some shit with my car. He drove all the way from his house to my house in, like, the middle of the night. Well, not the middle of the night, but, like, 11 p.m. To, like, help me out. It was fucking awesome. Uh, when I used to smoke marijuana, which, I mean... I smoked it a long time. But uh, he would sell me really good fucking weed. Like, really good weed. I'm telling you, like, really good weed. He would. I used to buy, like, a quarter. And he'd give me these fat fucking nugs. Beautiful. Fucking tasted good, smelled good. It was awesome. Um, he was really, uh, later in life, into, like, uh, the Almond Brothers and, like, Grateful Dead. And him and I and a friend, uh, we saw the Almond Brothers in 2002. Um, so, uh, just a great guy. We, we played in a band together in high school 
And I recently, my friend recently found the demo tape that that we all made. So he's going to get that to me. Um, and just a lovely person. What a great soul. And I miss him. He's just, you know, he's he's a gem. He is a gem. So I want to dedicate this episode to him, John Costantino. I love you, bro. I miss you. Um, and I also want to shout out my ex-girlfriend's father, uh, Anthony Pena. He passed away today like four years ago. Uh, great guy. He was an artist, and I have his art hanging on my wall. Really, really just like a genuine person. I really connected with him. Poor guy, um, you know, lost his life. But uh, he's in heaven, so God bless him and God bless his family. Uh, I also want to talk really quickly. So I had a dream um, about my friend Megan. My friend Megan passed away last year. And in this dream, we were just sort of hanging. I remember she was just like chilling. She had like blonde hair. Remember like her pants were like jeans. They were like really long. And we were like talking or whatever. And then like I like kind of like left the dream or left the room. And then I came back. And this it was this was like a lucid part of my dream. I knew that Megan was passed away. And I remember in the dream coming back to the room or to the dream and telling her I loved her. Because like we were really close. Really close. But I don't know if we ever said that we loved each other. Probably. Because, you know, I'm pretty open. She was too. I mean, we would bust each other's balls and shit. But, um, but I remember like knowing that like I wanted her to know that, and I came back into the dream and I told her that I loved her, and it just was I don't know it just really has left an impression on me. So I wanted to share it with this podcast. So thanks for uh, thanks for listening to that. Um, that's kind of it. That's that's my whole dilly. Uh, let's get into the self care tip of the week. Alrighty, so I found this on Instagram. My Mental Health Space is the name of the page. And um, there's like a couple different slides. I'm going to go over the first one in this episode and then the second and third one in the uh, following two episodes. Uh, So this is discussing how do I start a difficult conversation. Yes, that's tough. We all have them. Family, friends, work, whoever. It's tough sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to figure out how to start it. That's sometimes the hardest part. So I'm going to go over some of these tips here. I'm going to just read them and discuss them here. The first tip says, uh, I'm upset about, oh, this is this is more of like uh, suggestions of like, uh, of like examples, intros. So the first example is, I'm upset about what happened and want us to fix it. I want to hear your perspective and share mine. Are you ready for this conversation? I mean, it's a bit robotic, but I like it. I'm upset, you know, it's 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 making I statements. Um I want to hear your perspective. That's also giving the person, you know, some um you know, value there and you know, it's not just all dumping, <laughs> dumping. Um I like that one. The next one is I'm sad and disappointed about what happened and I want us to resolve this. When can we talk? That's a good one. You're stating another I statement saying, "Hey, this is how I'm feeling." I want to resolve it. Resolution. Sometimes people don't want resolution. They just want to muck about. You know. When can we talk? Very direct. I like it. 
Next one says, I'd like to talk to you about blank, but first I want to get your perspective. Are you ready to share your thoughts? Again, I statements, respecting the other person, wanting to hear them out, and then ask, uh, always ending with this like sort of question of, are you ready to share your thoughts? Maybe they're not. Maybe they're busy. Maybe, hey, I got I had a lot going on today. Maybe let's, let's connect this weekend. Or, uh, yes, I am uh, free. I'll call you in five minutes. You know, it, I like that. All right, so the next one says, I'm struggling with blank. I know we have different ideas, and I want to understand your thoughts and feelings. When can we talk? Uh, excuse me. So I like this trend. Again, I statements, understanding, mutual respect. When can we get through this? And the last one says, our relationship is important to me. I want us to work this out. When can we talk? See how fucking simple this shit is? Give me one second. I got to clear my throat. All right, but you see how simple this is? Just communicate. Don't be afraid. It's tough. You know, we all go through shit, you know, but relationships and people you love, it, it should it should matter. It should matter where you can talk. And if you can't talk, then you need to, you need to figure something out. You need to move forward. All right, so I'm going to share the, uh, not poetry, but I'm going to talk about uh, this book here. Let's get into the break and I'll uh, talk about the book. All right, again, this is called The Lover's Dictionary. It's a novel. It's by uh, David Leviathan. Uh, my homegirl Joan gave this to me for Christmas. Like a late Christmas gift. I got it like maybe end of January. Maybe February. Something I don't know. Something around that. And check it out. So it's a novel and it's a dictionary. Um, it has like, you know, from A to Z. And it's not in chronological order. But what it is is it tells a story of a relationship. And like it gives the definition and then it has maybe like a paragraph or two, sometimes just one sentence. And it talks about uh, a certain uh, part of their relationship and based on the um, on the actual definition. It's really clever. It takes a minute to get going, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, so I'm going to read some of them. Uh, I'm not going to go in chronological order. I, I just sort of circled them. So let's see here. Maybe we'll, maybe I will go in chronological order. I'll start with the A's. I'm not going to read every damn fucking letter, but you get the idea. Let's see here. Do I have any ones I circled for A? Let's see. Oh, maybe I do not. Right, I'll just read this one. This is short. Aloof. Adjective. It has always been my habit ever since junior high school to ask that question, what are you thinking? It is always an act of desperation, and I keep on asking, even though I know it will never work, the way I wanted to. All right, let's see. Here. Fuck this. I'm just gonna look at what I underlined, what I circled. All right, this is commonplace adjective. It swings both ways, really. I'll see your hat on the table, and I'll feel such longing for you, even if you're only in the other room. If I know you aren't looking, I'll hold the green wool up to my face. Inhale the echo on your shampoo. The echo on, of your shampoo and the cold air from outside. But then I'll walk into the bathroom and find 
you've forgotten to put the cap back on the toothpaste again, and it will be this splinter that I keep, that I just keep stepping on. I like that a lot. All right, uh, this one is dispel verb. It was the way you said, I have something to tell you. I could feel the magic drain from the room. See, again, this is telling like a story of their relationship. And this is D for dispel. So it's it's not in order, obviously, from like front to back. It is based on the actual definition, which I thought was really clever. So like you can kind of see early on that, you know, this couple likely broke up or they went through some really tough times. Um but really, really just enjoy this. Um, Hallison, adjective. A snow day. The subway has shut down. Your office has shut down. My office has shut down. We pile back into bed under the covers. Chilly air, warm bodies. Nestling and tracing the whole morning, then bundling up to walk through the empty snowdrift streets, experiencing a new kind of city quiet, then breaking in with snowball, with a snowball fight. A group of teenagers joins in. We come home frozen and sweaty, botching the hot chocolate on first try, then jump back into bed for the rest of the day, emerging only to wheel over the TV and order Chinese food and check to see if the snow is still falling and falling and falling, which it is. <laughs> fucking amazing. Love that. It's so fucking good. So creative. So, like, beautiful. Uh, all right. Lover. Noun. Oh, how I hated this word. So pretentious, like it was always being translated from the French. The tint and taint of illicit, illegitimate affections. Dictionary meaning, a person having a love affair. Impertinent, unfamiliar, inextricably linked to sex. I have never wanted a lover. In order to have a lover, I must go back to the root of the word. For I have never wanted a lover, but I have always wanted to love and to be loved. There is no word for the recipient of the love. There is only a word for the giver. There is, there is the assumption that lovers come in pairs. When I say, be my lover, I don't mean, let's have an affair. I don't mean, sleep with me. I don't mean, be my secret. I want us to go back down to the root. I want you to be the one who loves me. I want to be the one who loves you. Fucking beautiful. Fucking beautiful. All right, let's see what else we got here. All right, let's go. Uh, let's see. Did I underline any more? Oh, yep, I did. Here's. Right, I'll read one more. Here it is. Um, viable, adjective. I'll go for a drink with friends after work, and even though I have you, I still want to be desirable. I'll fix my hair as if it's a date. I'll check out the room along with everyone else. If someone someone comes to flirt with me, I will flirt back, but only up to a point. You have nothing to worry about. It never gets further than the question about where I live. And in New York, that's usually the second or third question. But for the first question, where it all seems like it might be possible, I look for that confirmation that if I didn't have you, I'd still be a person someone would want. That's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Don't like that one. <laughs> I don't really like that one. All right, this will be the last one. Let's finish on this one. Recant verb. I want to take it back at least half of the I love yous because I didn't mean them as much as the other ones. 
I want to take back the book of artsy photos I gave you because you didn't get it and said it was hipster trash. I want to take back that. I want to take back what I said about you being an emotional zombie. I want to take back the time I called you honey in front of your sister and you looked like I had just shown her pictures of us having sex. I want to take back the wingless. The, excuse me. I want to take back the wine glass I broke when I was mad because it was a nice wine glass and the argument would have ended anyway. I want to take back the time we had sex in a rental car, not because I feel bad about the people who got the car after us, but because it was massively uncomfortable. I want to take back the trust I had while you were away in Austin. I want to take back the time I said you were a genius because I was being sarcastic and I should have just said you'd hurt my feelings. I want to take back the secrets I told you so I can decide now whether to tell them again to you. I want to take back the piece of me that lies in you to see if I truly miss it. I want to take back at least half the I love yous because it feels safer that way. Yeah, that's, you know. Alright, I lied. I'm just a big liar. I'm lying! Alright, let's read. Okay, that's how I don't read that one. Uh, but it, it's really good, I, I have to say. This was a very enjoyable read. Um, Alright, let's do... Okay, dumbfounded, adjective. And still, for all the jealousy, all the doubt, sometimes I will be stuck with all kinds of awe that we're together. That someone like me could find someone like you, it renders me wordless. Because surely words would conspire against such luck, would protest the unlikelihood of such a turn of events. I didn't tell any of my friends about our first date. I waited until after the second, because I wanted to make sure it was real. I wouldn't believe it if it happened until it had happened. Again. Then later on, I would be overwhelmed by the evidence, by all the lines connecting you to me, and us to love. It's a fucking great book. Great book. The Lover's Dictionary. Easy read. Fun read. Very insightful. Very sweet. Um, David Leviathan, check it out. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for session. What are we seventy-three now? The Worm Moon, full moon, everybody. Thank you for rolling with me. I'm grateful to be chilling with you. God bless everybody, and I'll catch you soon. Peace, everybody. <laughs>